Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let me bring in uh, Peter King, NBCSports.com and uh, Football Morning in America. Pete, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Let's start with the Eagles last night. Any issues with uh, Doug Peterson? Yes. I thought it was not a good thing for, I mean, what's the right term? Uh, The honor of the game, the honor code the coaches have to have. and I'm not saying that uh, that Jalen Hurts was playing great. I'm saying that Nate Sudfeld had not stepped on a football field uh, for 105 weeks. And you put him in the game with whatever, 10, 12 minutes to go. You're going to have three more possessions in this game, probably. You're down by three points. Um, and again, I don't think he did this with the with the thought of – the sixth pick or the ninth pick in mind. I think he did it because he legitimately wanted to see Nate Sudfeld. This was not him, you know, uh, playing with the integrity of his draft choice, let's say, or playing with his draft choice. It was, I think he legitimately wanted to see him. I don't think that it's the right time or the right place to do it. And I think he, you should do everything you can to win a game, uh, particularly when a division title is on the line. And Doug Peterson did not do that. But it's two different messages that you're saying. Hey, Sudfeld, you, you know, that he has that right to do it. He wants to see what they have. This isn't an important game for the Eagles. It's an important if – if there was no playoff berth attached to this – would anybody care that he... No, no. But there was a playoff berth attached to it. There was two teams sitting at the end of your se- edge of their seat. And look, I would just ask this question. And again, Logan Ryan, I talked to him about midnight last night of the Giants. And he said, listen, we really, we basically didn't deserve it. 
you know, I'm not mad at the Eagles now, you know, off the record. Is he mad at the Eagles? I don't know. But, uh, you know, he told me I'm not mad at the Eagles. We we didn't put ourselves in in good enough position by winning six games. However, I am just saying if Doug Peterson were the other team right there, if it was Washington playing the Giants and Washington pulled Alex Smith for John Doe, you know, to me, Look, somebody said it on Twitter last night. You know, the time to look at Nate Sudfeld is 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 either last August or this August, not in the middle of a game with the pennant on the line. Yeah, I, I agree. When I'm watching, I'm going, if you don't know what you have with Nate Sudfeld, then that's on you. Like, I'm not. He doesn't have much with Nate Sudfeld based on what we saw last night. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, look. But Pete, and, now he knows. He does know yeah. what he has in Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he didn't, if he really didn't know what he had. But I disagreed with what he did. Where will Carson Wentz be next year? Um, I think a lot of that is going to depend on something that is totally out of the Philadelphia Eagles' hands. Unless the Eagles say right now, absolutely, we're not getting rid of you. We're going to go to marriage counseling. Uh, and, and absolutely that, but I think this depends quite a bit on, uh, whether Frank Reich, uh, has fallen in love with Philip rivers enough to say that, uh, entering 2021, they want to go another one year, 25 million with, with Philip rivers. Now, if the cap does go down some, they may have to say to Philip rivers, you got to take a $5 million haircut or, uh, we're going to move on. And, and so the most important thing I heard in Chris Mortensen's report saying that uh, the marriage is basically irretrievably broken or whatever words he used, the most important thing is that Carson Wentz is willing to work with an acquiring team and the Eagles to make the cap situation a lot less egregious. Doug Marone just got fired a couple of minutes ago, which is There's a big surprise. no surprise. But uh, they got the number one pick and no coach. Do you think it is Urban Meyer, like, is it his job if he wants it? They just have to go through the, the protocols here? I don't report on this nearly as well or as thoroughly as guys like Schefter and Mord and Ian Rappaport and all these guys and Glazer. I just... I don't do it anymore, Dan, but I did hear from a couple of coaches agents over the weekend that, uh, you know, they're, they are basically really interested in urban Meyer and they think that is the way that one is going to go. And my feeling about it is I would just approach with caution. You know, urban Meyer is a guy who left jobs at 45, 46 and 54 either for health reasons or whatever reasons and walked away from his teams. And so, and again, that doesn't mean anything, but I must say I'm reminded of 15 years ago when Nick Staben signed for five years with Wayne Huizenga, he was finally going to get the Miami dolphins back on the Shula track. Well, you know, 23 months later, he's sitting in, the, in his kitchen with Wayne Huizenga saying, I'm sorry, I want out. And he's 15 and 17. And then he's the coach of Alabama the next day. So again, I, you know, look, Urban Meyer's never lost in his life. Dan, put an underline under that. 
he has never lost in his life. He's taking, he would be taking over a team that has won 25% of its games over the last three years. This is not, I don't care if you draft Trevor Lawrence and, and Jim Brown and Barry Sanders and Jerry Rice, you know, you're going to lose and probably quite a bit. So I don't know. We'll see. I think, Hey, look, they ought to fact fine. They ought to be interested. I get it. Um, And maybe they should hire them. But I certainly don't think it's a Nirvana hire necessarily if they hire him. Yeah, I had a source last night say Ryan Day would be more attractive to him if you're the Jags because you got a guy who at least has been in the NFL with, I think, the Eagles and the Niners, and he's a younger guy. And the other thing about Ryan Day, Dan, is when Mike Vrabel was pursuing uh, either the Indianapolis or the Tennessee job in 2018 – he told the general managers in both places that most likely Ryan day, that's the guy who I want to be my, uh, to be my offensive coordinator. And there was a lot of hesitancy there, you know, like, Hey, get a more established guy. Like, uh, you know, like maybe Daryl Bevel or, or, or somebody else. But uh, you know, Mike obviously has landed with the absolutely perfect guy in Arthur Smith. But I do think that Ryan Day is is interesting to a lot of teams in the NFL. Uh, the Jacksonville job or the Jets job with the ones that are open, um, what do you think is more desirable? Well, um, I think both jobs would be really interesting to me, but I would have to know several things, especially about control, because the Jets' history um, is just replete with changes and failures, and 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 you know, trying something for two years and then moving on. I want to know about how solidly you're going to do this. I thought it was an encouraging sign that Joe Douglas got a six-year contract, so that job is better than it was before Joe Douglas took it. And uh, they've got two ones each of the next two years. If they choose to trade Sam Darnold um, or choose to trade that pick, they could have a lot better draft status in 2021. But I think the Jags is a good job too. But it is all about the people who surround you. Talking to Peter King, his column, uh, Football Morning in America, is out. Looking at the playoffs here, uh, you know, short work week here for Jared Goff, that surgically repaired thumb. What's the likelihood he'll be available for the game against Seattle? You know, all I know is that uh, is what uh, McVeigh said after the game last night. We don't know. And I don't think it's a disaster if he doesn't play because, uh, honestly, you know, if he doesn't play Dan, uh, he hit, he had, this had not been a good year for Jared Goff at all. Um, and he had a very poor game, a couple of very poor games down the stretch. And so I'm not saying that John Wolford is better than Jared Goff. I'm saying that, uh, Jared Goff had, has really hit a, hit a rut. And I would much rather have Jared Goff play in the game. No question about it but I wouldn't like to have a 68% Jared Goff play in the game. I'd rather just see if Wolford could do it and then see if uh, Goff could be ready the following week if they beat Seattle. 
I wonder uh, what the Bears would be doing today if they didn't make the playoffs. If Arizona won, would we be looking at that situation differently with the head coach, with Mitchell Trubisky? And the fact they make the playoffs, now what do you do with Mitchell Trubisky? I think Matt Nagy is going to return, and I think he would have returned even if uh, the mathematics didn't work out that they would have made the playoffs. I think Ryan Pace, that's another story. I don't think they've made that decision yet, but I do think his status is up in the air. Um, as far as Trubisky goes, my feeling is that, uh, that what the Bears probably will end up doing is bringing in a young quarterback for the future of the job and basically saying to Mitchell Trubisky, we'd love to have you back at a reasonable number. And if you can come back at a reasonable number, knowing that there's going to be competition for the job, that's great. And in my opinion, Trubisky is going to find a better opportunity somewhere else. Just my guess. Mm. And a lot can be a lot can be determined by what happens in this play playoff game. What if Trubisky shocks the world and the and the Bears win the game in New Orleans? Then I think there's a very good chance he would stay. But I do think that. Um, he's not coming back to a clean job where he's the man. Did Tom Brady live up to the hype, the expectations? Well, I would say this, Dan, after the game last night, uh, yesterday, uh, Bruce Arians said my goal for him was a 40 touchdown, 10 interception season. And he was 40 and 12. And Arians put a, an addendum on that. He said to be able to do this without much practice, with no off-season program, uh, basically learning on the fly starting in the middle of August, essentially, is absolutely amazing. And I agree with him. This, for Tom Brady to have one of his finest years, which under, by any measure, second most touchdown passes he's ever had, and you can say, well, he's got a great, uh, a, a great supporting cast. He does. But for him to have been able to do that is just another, uh, just another uh, star in his galaxy showing that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. If I let you uh, make your Super Bowl pick again, do a do-over. Uh I don't know. I'm like everybody else. I'm really enamored uh, of Buffalo. I'd pick, I'd pick Buffalo and Green Bay. It would be the all-time Rust Belt Super Bowl. And uh, I don't know who I'd pick. I'd probably pick Green Bay. I just trust Rodgers so much right now the way he's playing. And I wonder, because Kansas City didn't have anything to play for, if, if it factored in on who's going to win the MVP with – you know, Rogers still putting up big numbers, whereas Mahomes the last couple of weeks, you know, didn't have to. Uh, and I wonder if if the voters, I think the votes have to be in on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers may have won the MVP the last two weeks. That's a really good question. I think at the beginning of December, in my opinion, Josh Allen wasn't much of a factor. You know, he played his way into this. He may have passed Mahomes mm. right now. And I haven't made my final determination what I'm going to do. It's either going to be Rodgers or Allen. Uh, I think it's very close. Um, I'd probably say Rodgers would have a slight lead with me. But I do, Dan, every year for these awards, I spend maybe two or three hours today 
uh, late in the day, just, you know, no phone, no anything. And just really trying to give this significant thought. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to know anything. I just want to be able to think about it myself. The other one that's really hard this year uh, is defensive player of the year. Uh, you know, Xavier and Howard, you could argue, had a better year this year than Stephon Gilmore had last year. Stephon Gilmore beat out uh, Aaron Aaron Donald last year. So shouldn't Xavier and Howard beat out Aaron Donald this year? Uh, and that's something I've got to think about, too. You got a busy day ahead of you. No, I don't. No, I got a great nap coming up, Dan. I didn't go to bed till 5.15. So I'll have a good nap, and then I'm going to get up clear-eyed, whatever it is, uh, and I'll figure everything out. Thank you, Pete. We appreciate you getting up, and uh, always appreciate the column. Football Morning in America, Peter King, NBCSports.com. Thank you. We appreciate it. All the best, Dan. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. 
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know take over a minute to down a two liter. Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. He's Sal Palantonio, ESPN National Correspondent, covering the NFL, NFL matchup host, and he uh, joins us. Happy New Year. Uh, Sal, is it a happy New Year in Philadelphia today? It is not. It is definitely not. Uh, I think uh, every, everywhere I go, every, every, every radio station I listen to, my friends are texting me. Uh, people have a sour taste in their mouth this morning after what happened last night in South Philadelphia. If this wasn't on national TV last night, there's a national uproar because the integrity of the game and, you know, it doesn't sound like Doug Peterson's telling the truth. But the fact it's a standalone game, everybody has an opinion on this. If this was a one o'clock game, would there be this much outrage? Well, it was on national TV, so um, I think there's justifiable outrage. Uh, I personally do. Um, You know, and I think there's sadness uh, at the same time. Let let me explain Mm. myself, Dan. Let me explain myself. Uh, I know the sacrifices that the players and the coaches and the team officials around the league made this year and their families to put on 256 football games in a regular season. I know the sacrifices that my colleagues at ESPN and other communications companies and reporters from all over had to make. I know the sacrifices me and my family had to make. You know, wearing a mask everywhere, everywhere you go, looking for an enemy that has no perimeter, where everything is a possible threat to your life and health all of the time. And I thought that the league and the Players Association did a magnificent job in the pandemic to put on the 256 games. And this was the last game. This was number 256. And it was supposed to be a celebration of the ending of a regular season in a pandemic, if you could do that. And also of the greatness of Ron Rivera coming back from cancer, 
to win the division and the greatness of the struggle of Alex Smith, the 17 leg surgeries, hardly can walk, was going to maybe lose his leg, his career, perhaps, perhaps his life, comes back and wins the game. And instead, we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. And that's where the sadness part comes in. So, you know, if I'm the, if I'm the NFL, I'm, if I'm Roger Goodell, I'm putting on my Kenesaw Mountain Landis pants on right Ooh, now. Uh-oh. And I'm doing a forensic uh, investigation of what went down. You're being serious. Totally. 2,000%. What could the punishment be? Well, that's a good question. You know, um, let's not jump to punishment yet. Let's just find out what happened here. Because if you're saying to me that you were playing to win the game, well, then really, who's buying that? So you think Doug Peterson was lying? Well, was it? It was a must-lie situation after the game. So, well, yeah. I mean, let's. I'm not going to go there. I just want to know what happened. Okay. I think people want to know. I think people have a right to know, don't you? Well, I would have. If you want to see what you have in Nate Sudfeld, then start him. Don't bring him in with you know you're down three points, and I mean, you could have made this decision on a Tuesday or Wednesday and say we want to see what we have with him. Not bring him in where. If they're throwing him into the fire in more ways than one at that stage of the game, that's my problem with it. You want to play the guy, play the guy. Let the let the uh, you know Washington team know Nate Sudfeld's going to be the starter. But don't tell me he gives you a better chance to win the game than Jalen Hurts does. Well, there's no question about it. I agree with you. You should have started him if you wanted to play him. This is the first opportunity the young man's had to play all year long. Yeah. I actually went through the media guy trying to find out if he had thrown a pass up to this point, and he had not. So, I mean, I, I think it's worth the time of the league to find out what happened. You know what's weird, though, Sal, is we we yell at the Jags if they try to win a game. We criticize the Jets if they try to win a game. And then we're critical of the Eagles, who didn't really care about trying to win the game. Like, yeah, but I'm not, I, you didn't hear me, or I think people who are, you know, I didn't, I didn't criticize the Jets for going out there and beating the Rams. Far, far from it. I didn't. And I think that people who are interested in protecting the integrity of the game know that Herm Edwards was right. Hello, you play to win the game. What should Eagle ownership do? Well, that's the big question, right? I mean, uh, that, and that's why I think the league needs to make a phone call, find out what happened here. Where, where, where was this decision made and how was it made? Because I think, you know, the, again, the outrage is justifiable, but there's also an element of sadness here. And I think everybody needs to just take a step back and find out what happened. If it was done um, with the full knowledge of the organization, or did the head coach just make this decision to insert Nate Sudfeld and not kick the field goal to tie the game. Oh, I that know. was another decision. I know. Play calling. So, you know, I, I don't think I don't think that um, what I'm saying is terribly uh, off piste here. I, I think um, I think it's 
people, if you were in Philly this morning, and these are Philadelphia Eagles fans, people who support the team, people are outraged, Dan. I, I didn't I didn't know that they would be outraged unless they felt embarrassed or whatever that feeling is because you improved your draft stock. Um, you don't like the Giants. You didn't want the Giants to make the play. Like I don't know how petty it gets, and you know I I'm not involved in that rivalry, but it it feels like it was mission accomplished by the Eagles organization last night. Yeah, I don't think anybody's taking that view. Okay. Yeah. I don't think anybody's taken that deal. I've heard, I haven't heard it publicly. I haven't heard it uh, publicly stated or uh, at all, zero. I mean, I've been, I've been listening all morning, and I've been getting texts from friends and talking to people who are Eagles fans. you got to remember, I, I was a reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer. I came to Philadelphia as a reporter. Uh, I don't have any skin in the game. I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm not a Washington football team fan. I'm just looking at this as, okay, what happened here? Let's find out what happened. I think people want to know. People deserve an explanation. Within mutually exclusive, uh, it was a nationally televised game, mutually exclusive that it happened at the end of the season where a lot of people put their health and safety on the line to complete the season. I think you just look at it from the standpoint of was this decision made really to win the game or did Sam, did Doug Peterson turn himself into Sam Hinkie? <laughs> I I think it's I, I, I shouldn't laugh, but I there only, there only, you know, <laughs> how many games in the NBA? Seventy two. So yeah. there's only sixteen. It, you, you know, I mean, this kind of, this kind of stuff is not supposed to happen in the National Football League. We we, you know, we have this. I don't have to remind you. We, we see it all the time, Ben. There's not millions, but billions a year bet on the NFL, and it's now big business that the NFL is part of. Now, you bring up all these are all, these are valid points, you, and and the NFL knows that it has a problem, and when they go to seventeen games, you're going to have more meaningless games. There's you know yes. like that. Yes, absolutely. If if for no other reason than to send a message that this kind of stuff can't happen at the end of the year because we are going to add another game. Yeah, no. You have to do at least do due diligence and find out what happened here because you're trying to protect a lot of people and a lot of money. Uh, I'll leave you with this. If you're a team looking for a quarterback, would you trade for Carson Wentz? Absolutely. No matter no what the price is? Well, obviously, the price has to be right, and the circumstances have to be right. But if I'm Frank Reich, and I know Philip Rivers is retiring, and he's going to go into the broadcast booth or wherever, I'm trading for Carson Wentz. Yeah. He's your best option. Carson Wentz is a hardworking, hard-nosed, tough football player. Does he have flaws? Yes. He's not Joe Montana. He's not Johnny Unitas. He has some flaws that can be fixed and coached up. He's just turned 28. He's got probably 10, if he protects himself and he's protected properly, 10 to 12 years to play in the current NFL. He has a strong arm. 
and you know he needs to be coached up and we all need at some point there in our lives a change of venue we all need a fresh start doesn't matter what it is not all of us can spend 25 years at ESPN like me <laughs> Uh, thanks. <laughs> hey, happy new year. You dude. too. And you too. I love you guys. Thank you for reaching out. But you, you have to somewhat agree with me that this is not done. We're, it's not over. There needs to be a follow up somewhere along the line. Now, Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman are going to speak on a Zoom call in about 11 minutes. From the Novacare facility, I'm interested to see what kind of questions they get yep. and what kind of answers they have. But this is this is something that's outraged people who support the team. Is what I'm trying to say to you. I appreciate you joining us and uh, and thank you. Uh, at this, I think we're going to take a vote. Is this the best segment we've had so far? 2021, 2021. Down. No, it's no, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations. Yes, Top three for sure. Top three <laughs> segments <laughs> so far wow. this year. So. In, in, in a millisecond, Tom, I went from I went from best segment to top three. I mean, I, I, if the words didn't even come out of the big man's mouth, and I was going to top three, I better get off the phone before yes. I go to top five. Yes, because we've been on the air for eighty minutes in twenty twenty one. Don't screw it up. Don't don't pull a Doug Peterson here. All right. Gotcha. All right. Thank you, Sal. That's uh, Sal Palantonio on loan for the mothership. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We were just recapping the Sal Palantonio interview during the commercial break, and I didn't know how serious he was. And then I realized that he was being very serious. And then Paulie goes, yeah, but you shouldn't be surprised that he was so serious. Do you remember the Super Bowl in Texas, in Houston? We're at an Irish pub, and a guy is giving me grief. And he, I wouldn't do a shot with him. And, and he kept saying, I, I said, look, I'll take a picture. I don't want to do a shot. This guy has given me, you know, he's in my face. And Sal is next to me. And Sal's not involved in the conversation. And Sal Palantonio's arms are back. And... He later said, if the guy hits you, then I was going to drop him. So Sal is just standing. <laughs> he said exactly that. Yeah. He was standing there just watching this guy. And all of a sudden, the guy finally walked away. And then Sal goes, if he hits you, I was going to drop him. And I go, oh, because I didn't know what Sal was doing. But he's staring this guy down. So former military guy. Man, tough guy. He's not soft like David Pollock, the ESPN college football analyst. He's not a tough guy. David joins us now. Good morning, David. Happy New Year. How are you, buddy? Happy New Year. Doing great, brother. When's the last time last time uh, you were in a fight? Uh, oh, that's easy. When I was when I was a football player, uh, I got a fight almost every single day of practice of every practice of my Georgia career. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was a very consistent theme and it was, uh, it was not, you look back on it now and you probably would change the way you acted maybe a little bit, but I was way too hyper competitive and, uh, I got in a lot of fights in practice. How about a non football fight? I've never been in a non football fight in my life. So I've never had anybody ask to do a shot with me, Dan. That's the problem. <laughs> I guess I needed somebody to, to do a shot with me, but no, I've never been in a fist fight off, uh, off of the football field in my life. So what? that's kind of, 
It's kind of crazy. At least Tom Rinaldi could have done a shot with you before he left to go to Fox. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tim, Timmy and shots would be a fun experience. Probably you'd probably get asked why a lot of what's going on in your life. All right. Um, Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. I know just rumor speculation. If you were him, what would you do? Well, I mean, if you want to coach and you, and you have that itch to scratch and they're going to pay me how much, like five, six million dollars a year. I mean, if I'm him, then um, I could see it making a lot of sense. I just don't. I think Urban Meyer is a home run in any university and any college. He's already proven that. And, but I just, NFL is a different ball game. It's, it's different clientele. You're dealing with grown men and you don't necessarily control them as much as you control college kids and control everything. So listen, Jacksonville's set up for success, dude. It's, I mean, all that money they have in free agency, they got the number one pick. They got two first round picks, two second round. Picks. I mean, they're, they're loaded. It's a, it's a great destination to be in. Um, You're going to get Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, one of the most talented quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. So it would make sense for him. I wouldn't bet on him being a successful NFL coach and turning that thing around and going and winning Super Bowls, but I would at the college ranks, wherever he goes, I would say he's going to win. Are you completely sold on Trevor Lawrence being the number one overall pick? Let's say Urban goes to Jacksonville and you got Justin Fields there who you coached. You watched that game, so... You sold on uh, Trevor Lawrence being no no doubt number one overall. I mean, if you just watched that game, you'd go, Justin Fields, <laughs> holy cow, he's the number one pick, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's the best guy on the planet, especially showing the toughness, checking the football down. If you go back and watch a couple of games throughout the season with Indiana and Northwestern, I was like, who is this guy? I mean, Justin Fields started the season. After the first two games, Dan, I was like, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are neck and neck. They are right next to each other. And I, I got looked at like I was crazy. And then the next three or four games happened and I was crazy. And then you see yesterday or the other day with the uh, the Sugar Bowl and you're like, holy cow, like this guy's unbelievable. So I think that um, when you look at when you look at fields, he can throw the football accurately. He's big. He's strong. He's tough. He doesn't see things as fast as I would like to. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence is he, he's very, very special because you you just forget he's six, six and he can throw over top of everybody and he's two thirty. He can break tackles and he's, you know, four, six speed and he can run. So I think I think he's got all the gifts. Now, listen, I will say this. I don't think Clemson maximized his gifts like they didn't do it. They don't I don't know how well he throws over the middle of the field, Dan. Like I would love to be able to say Trevor can make all the throws but he doesn't throw over linebackers between safeties. That offense is a perimeter perimeter oriented offense. It spits it out. It's a lot of screens. So if you look at bit height, weight, speed, um, intangibles, flowing locks, great hair, like he's got, he checks a lot of boxes. So I think, I think he'll be the number one pick and I think he'll be very successful. I had an NFL scout who watched the Notre Dame game and he said the following Notre Dame still doesn't have perimeter speed to cover and that's the big issue here. Um, you know, the offense is they were trying to, you know, establish the running game and keep the offense off the field. They, they had a game plan. But the scout said, you know, you you got to have perimeter speed. And it's it's a glaring weakness with Notre Dame. So is that all that is separating Notre Dame from, you know, Clemson or Alabama or Ohio State? A hundred percent. That's it. That, that's all. like when they got destroyed in 2012, Brian Kelly changed the way he recruited and changed the way he focused. And he got the line of scrimmage. Great. By the way, their offensive line, Notre Dame. Okay. I'll give you at, at the lowest three in the country. 
third best in the country, mauling people, great up front, physical, um, smart, picks up blitzes, great at everything. But you watch Devontae Smith, and, and he throws a simple bubble route. By the way, Dan, if they were playing two-hand touch football, Devontae Smith still would have scored three <laughs> touchdowns and had one in 35 yards. Like, they, they were not even close to fast enough, quick enough on the perimeter. That's the missing components. They need speed on defense at corner in the skill spot. They need wide receivers that can go. I mean, look at McKinley. He's a great big body, 6'4", 230. He can't run. Yeah. Skarnecki is a great big body. He's not separating from anybody. So you, you have the play calling ability. You have the line of scrimmage now taken care of. But now you need some dudes, some straight dudes that can fly. That's the, that's the one lacking component for Notre Dame. Are you sold on Devontae Smith next level? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's as good as you've seen, man. Yeah, it's, but it's we've dominant. had rugs before. And I don't, I don't know. It feels like there is that Alabama receiver and – he does have that burst. Like there's something about him. When he he gets around the corner and then he just does something that is completely different than anybody else that I've seen in a long time. He's he's like Anthony Carter at Michigan. Like he's thin. He's really small. Yeah, he's but you know they can they can bully you around in the NFL. So I, I don't I, know. I think- I will say this about that. I, I do think you can get bullied in the NFL, but now you're starting to see so much, so many systems that protect you from that and yeah. stacking wide receivers behind each other. I see my comparison for him is Marvin Harrison. I think he's because his, his routes are exceptional. He catches, he's not big, but he catches 50, 50 balls really big. He catches, come, he comes back to the football. He's great after the catch and his routes are very precise. I wouldn't have told you that about rugs a year ago. I'll tell you, Ruggs can flat fly. He can run as well as anybody in the country, but he wasn't as detailed in his routes as a guy like Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, I think, is a, is a home run. Now, listen, Jerry Judy was too, but Jerry Judy's with Drew Locke in Denver. I mean, your situation definitely dictates how well you can be, but he's definitely a guy. He's a top 10 pick in the NFL, and I, and I think he could do some damage in the right system. But I also wondered about this, though, David. When you're trying to assess, like Tua, you know, I, I see Tua with the Dolphins and he feels a little exposed. Whereas Joe Burrow, I was curious if he was going to be exposed, not having those weapons in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert with with the Chargers yep. trying to assess how good a quarterback is. Like, I don't know how good Mac Jones is. I, I know yep. that he's got a great running back. Uh, it got got some open receivers there. I don't. I think it's really hard for these scouts to look at some of these, like Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. He had one year, and I could have yep. hit some of those wide receivers. I think in the game against Michigan. So I don't know how you can assess somebody for the next level based off of the talent around them. And that's that, that's the hardest part. Like the hardest part is understanding that. Just like, Justin Herbert, I think, is the best example you mentioned because Justin Herbert played in a scheme that sucked. And, and, and by the way, you, you look at you, you look at Justin Herbert. He is he is just like Trevor Lawrence, including the hair. Like big, tall, strong, athletic. You watch him throw a football, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. And then you watch the system and how it was built and how it was created, and you're like. No, this is an awful system. They don't let him play free. They don't let him um, be him and make those big-time throws, make big-time reads. He goes to the NFL and he kills. That's the hardest part is comparing systems and what you're working with. I mean, you look at Tua. He had four first-round picks. You can throw Waddle and Smith in there now with Judy and Ruggs. 
Yeah, we can complete a lot of those passes, Dan, and, and look really good. But I'll tell you the one thing that's different to me about Mac Jones, Mac Jones' pocket presence and accuracy is pretty stupid. Like, he is not an athlete. And, and he'll tell you that, by the way. He'll tell you I'm not very athletic. But he slides, he goes through his progressions, and I love the way he checks it down. Tua, the one worry I had about Tua was he played in an all-RPO-based system. It was all RPOs, and he's really good at it. You don't live on that in the NFL. Joe Burrow played quarterback like an NFL quarterback. Like, so, and then Herbert played in a system that was, was terrible and I didn't love watching it. So yeah, it, it's ex- exceptionally difficult to do it. Uh, if I don't talk to you before the national title game, Ohio state will win because of what? Justin Fields and that offense being who they were in the bowl game. Like what we already saw, they, they had the, by the way, when we were going through Clemson, Ohio state, Clemson, Ohio state, like I was like, Ohio state better on the offensive line, Ohio state better at receiver, like Ohio state, they have all these checks and all these, all this athleticism on the offensive side of the football. Justin Fields just wasn't using it. If Justin Fields plays like that, we're in for a heck of a showdown. He just has a tendency to play different than that and more aggressive and make more mistakes and not see things as clearly. But um, if he plays like that, then we're going to see the, you know, we've already graduated, by the way. Like college football is college football is now college football has gone to it's basically Madden, except for we put it on the exhibition mode. We don't put it on all Madden anymore. Defenses stink. Like it's so hard to get stops because there's so much speed. There's so much cheating by the offense because you're allowed to block downfield and all this garbage. I'll get into uh, another time. But um, so offense, I think you're looking at, if he plays similar to that, we're looking at a high scoring 40 something to 40 something entertaining game. Great appearance as always, David. We appreciate uh, you joining us as always. Happy new year. And, uh, and we'll hopefully talk to you soon. Happy New Year, Dan. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. That's David Pollock, a former Cincinnati Bengal uh, first-round pick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or... Choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. You can see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is how it sounded yesterday as the Cleveland Browns qualified for the playoffs with a win against the Steelers. 12,000 are going crazy inside First Energy Stadium. And wherever you are, this is starting to become very, very real that the Browns are going to go to the playoff. They're in victory formation, and Baker Mayfield takes a knee, and the clock will wind down. An amazing story. The Browns will get their 11th win of the year. They'll go to 11-5, and and they're going to the playoffs. That's Jim Donovan, the play-by-play voice of the Cleveland Browns, longtime sports fixture in Cleveland, and Jim, kind enough to join us this morning. It's been a long time since you've been able to have a call like that, hasn't it, Jimmy? Yeah, it really has, Dan. Long time, 18 long years <laughs> with a lot of twists and turns in there. What would it have been like today if the Browns didn't make the playoffs? Oh, it would have been devastating. It really wouldn't have. And I have to tell you, Dan, it had kind of a – that kind of a – uneasy feeling because of what happened going into the Jets game and uh, you know the the Browns if they win that game they're going to go to the playoffs and then the coronavirus thing hit and they lose all those wide receivers and even in the stadium yesterday knowing that they win and they're in it was very tight all day long if they had if it had gone the other way, it would have been devastating it really would have been but it felt like that's 18 years of you. You know, like that frustration sounded like it was you were speaking for Browns fans 
But you're speaking for yourself as well. I mean, it, it, it comes through loud and clear. How much did you feel like you needed to, like, scream or yell or unload something? Well, I have to tell you, Dan, um, it, it really it really hit me. Um, and, and the reality finally got the first one, and there's no way you know, you're just going to take a knee and get out of there, and they're going to make the playoffs. It really hit me in a lot of different ways um, because there were so many times during you know, my tenure doing their games that they just seemed you know, so lost in what they were doing. And there, was, there were so many reboots, and you never knew if the, ne- if the next one was going to be the right one. And I didn't know if this one was going to be the right one, you know, the way it came upon us last year. But it was, uh, it, w- it, it was very emotional. It really was. And I wish the place had been packed. I really do. It would have been a great, great scene. As they say, it would have been great theater in there yesterday. Cleveland sold on Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I think so. I think in the last, I, but I think it's it's taken the second half of this season. I think just before the bye week, everybody was really still concerned about it. Interceptions, his numbers on, in that category were up. They were way up last year. But then after they hit the bye week, uh, he really took off. And uh, whatever they did with him in the bye week, you know how they can make some subtle changes with the offense. And he really got hot. And I think yesterday he kind of did it a different way. Uh, He didn't do it with his arm a number of times. He did it with his legs. He ran for a couple of big first downs to preserve the lead and build on the lead. So I think Cleveland is very comfortable with him right now. And they see him getting better and better inside this system. What about OBJ's future there? I think that, um, you know, that's a, that's a big talking point here always because uh, with him, here, I mean, there was a, there's certainly a presence with him. And, um, you know, he did have, uh, he's had isolated great games here, but they weren't great last year. And, and he was disappointed with, with what they were doing. Um, I, I think that, I think for him, he wants to be a part of a winning team. I think he sees this thing as a winning team. I think that they're very open and excited that if, that to have him back because there is something missing in their offense without him. Um, you know, that, that ability to hit a big home run ball all the time. Um, I think uh, it, it would be a good marriage if he comes back next year. I think that they're excited to see him healthy once again and a part of the team. Playing the Steelers again. Yeah. Advantage who? Oh, I would have to say advantage Steelers. They're at home. They'll have all of their guys back. I mean, Big Ben has, he certainly has had this, the, the Browns number since he came into the NFL. And the fact that the Browns, and it doesn't matter, Dan, what the regime is or who the coach is or who the players are, there is a real mental wall to get over to try and win at Heinz Field. I mean, they've only done it once since they've opened up Heinz Field. So that's a big, big factor. And they've lost games in a lot of different ways in there. They've been in them. They've lost them in a heartbreaking fashion. Their one trip to the playoffs was a heartbreaking loss at Heinz Field. So that's a big hurdle for them. That's that's a big step for them. Do you remember the lowest of lows in calling yeah. a Browns game? Yeah, I think when they were um, those two years, the one in 15, but the 0 in 16, and the last game in that 0 in 16 season was at Heinz Field. And it looked, and the Steelers weren't playing anybody because they had already had their playoff position all decided. And the Browns are going down the field to kind of win the game. And, uh, you know, they drop a pass on fourth down that was a simple throw that would have gotten them the first down, and it would have been first and goal. And I just said, oh my God. I mean, that is, that, that just says it all. And then a week later, Dan, and you guys probably remember this. I mean, they had a parade in Cleveland 
for the 0-16 season, and it was like 25 below wind chill down at the stadium, and there were 10,000 people there. That was a low point, I felt. Well, congrats. You're, you're an announcer, a play-by-play voice for a playoff team. Feels great. Yeah. No vacation for you in January, Jim. That's okay. Not much, uh, not much going on anyway around here. <laughs> uh, hey, great to talk to you. Thanks, and uh, have fun this weekend. We will. Thanks a lot, Dan. Happy New Year. That's uh, Jim Donovan. He's the uh, play-by-play voice of the Cleveland Browns. He's been, I, he was doing local sports. I might have been in Dayton, Ohio at the time. Jim's been around doing Cleveland sports a long, long, long time. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 